podcast going. All right, that's recording. Yeah, hit the record button faster than I wanted to. Uh, but anyways, whatever. Fun, fun times in the great big third rock from the sun. Or should I say on the third rock from the sun. Um, yeah, I didn't get into it too much at all, actually. Didn't get into it any which way. But scientists have discovered another layer to the earth. What? So what was there? There's the crust, the mantle, the, the core... I thought there was only three layers to the earth, but I think they they say they've discovered a fourth one. Who cares? It's got nothing to do with uh, what I'm talking about today. Uh, <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> sweet, sweet little Meghan Markle. Man, this has gone to heck in a handbasket quick, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, I, mem- I remember. I remember. <laughs> well... Uh, I wanted to watch the the, the royal wedding uh, really bad, 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 and uh, woke up, went out the night before, really, and bought Belgian waffles, because I call them Belgium waffles, and I was going to have a big uh, waffle breakfast, and watch the uh, royal wedding, and man, it, it started out such uh ceremony and just uh a, a beautiful man be wonderful and Meghan Markle was pretty is pretty uh and you know there there were comments that well her hair wasn't done up in you know fitting of a royal wedding she uh, it looked like she did her hair herself. Who she probably did? Who cares? Uh, and you know, Prince. Uh oh. William Harry, Harry. You know, he's just a regular old guy, regular guy born into the royal family. And uh, I didn't know Meghan Markle was. Part African American, part black. Uh, you know, I, I remember the. Don't really care that she is or she isn't. I think she's a gorgeous woman. Um, well, man, she's a, a really turning to be nuttier than a fruitcake. And you know, I I've uh, said basically since she was alive, and then she passed. Uh, Princess Diana. I think I thought she brought shame to the royal family, and that's pretty damn impressive considering you know the inbred brunch and nuts and fruits that the royal family can be. Uh, it, you know, but you know you had Henry the Eighth. I don't know if he's a in the bloodline of this. I guess he has to be. I don't know. Who cares? Uh, you know, Henry the Eighth was like going around chopping off the heads of his wives because they couldn't bear him a male child. And, you know, now we know that it's the male chromosomes that decide the sex of the 
the child. Whoops. Uh, but, yeah, I thought Diana ruined this. And brought shame to the royal family because, I mean, she became a celeb, celebrity. And, you know, was gallivanting around, you know. Uh, she was one of the first people that the, what was, how was this? She's the reason why the word paparazzi became a household word. Uh, you know, the, the photographers followed her around to see her every move. And it was kind of disgusting on, you know, part of the, the uh, paparazzi, the tabloid news media. Um, I, I, I just, you know, I, I don't care. It's not news that uh, Princess Diana wore a bikini to the beach. But, you know, the, the, the people that read the gossip rags at, at the checkout stands, that's what they wanted to see. Um, but, I mean, what, what great did she do? And a friend of mine always said that it, it's biblical, okay, not passing judgment on anybody except for Mother Teresa, who was one of the greatest people that ever lived. But, you know, he who is first here on earth will be last in heaven, and he who is last on earth will be first in heaven. And a friend of mine used to illustrate that to me after uh, they were both gone, both deceased, uh, by saying, you know, uh, he said, uh, I always think of, you know, Princess Diana, who was, uh, you know, such, they made such a big deal about her here on earth. And, you know, what did she really do? And then you have Mother Teresa, who did so much for the poor people and uh, in Calcutta, India. And these millionaires would offer her, you know, riches and she would give it away to the poor. Uh, somebody offered to buy her a limousine to ride around in, uh, and she turned it down and all, all these things. Uh, where, you know, Diana, if you gave her a million bones, it went to Diana. A million bucks, dollars, simoleons, pounds, whatever. You know, and then I didn't realize until a few years ago when I moved back to my hometown and into my uh, family home, that uh, Princess Diana and Mother Teresa died in, in the same week. And, and that I, was, I found an old copy of People magazine, and I still have it. I have a collection of magazines when something historic happens. I like to run out and grab like a, a Time magazine or something, uh, or People magazine if it's a celebrity. Uh, and, and just keep it, you know, as kind of, because I'm a history nerd. And um, so I'm wa I, I found this magazine, and here's this big, you know, cover shot of Princess Diana. And off in the corner is this little tiny picture of Mother Teresa uh, uh, on the cover of People magazine. So, you know, the big story is, you know, Princess Diana or Meghan Merkel, uh, which, don't the 
why don't the, the, the Brits, the king and the queen and the princes have last names? Anyhow, so... You know, Oprah did this ridiculous interview. And they, oh my gosh, it was horrible. It was the worst acting I've ever, ever seen. And, you know, picking my teeth here. That was cute, wasn't it? Um... You know, Oprah was in a movie called The Color Purple many, many moons ago. And, uh, wait a second, I gotta pause this for a sec. Um, okay, I'm back. So, uh, Oprah was in the movie The Color Purple, which was a... a award-winning blockbuster movie at the time uh, and like you won awards for acting and Meghan Merkel said that there was a conversation in in Buckingham Palace about how dark her baby's skin would be Meghan Merkel's damn near whiter than I am or at least close. I mean, I got freckles. So, you know, I'm spotted. Spotted ape. <laughs> uh, I mean, if anything, I thought Meghan Markle was somebody that scratches their back with a nail file. Um, no. Somebody that, uh, like a woman that just goes to the tanning bed. She has, like, no African features. Uh, um, no pigmentation, <laughs> but uh, somebody told somebody at the Royal Palace that she was part, partly black in her ethnicity, and they asked, well, how dark will the baby be? I don't know if I believe that. Uh, you know, and Harry said, you know, he's afraid, um, Megan will suffer the same fate as his mother. Well, you know, his mother died in a, in a car crash, okay? Uh, trying to outrun the paparazzi. And one thing you, you need to understand, um, Great Britain is nothing like the United States of America. There is no freedom of the press. There is no freedom of speech. Uh, Britain passed after Diana's death. Some of the most comprehensive uh, paparazzi, uh, anti-celebrity stalking laws in the world. In fact, probably the most comprehensive, because I don't know of any other country that did this. Um, but, you know, if they keep putting themselves out there and going on Oprah, which is nothing, Oprah's nothing but a glorified paparazzi herself... Uh, you know, um, I grew up with Geraldo and Oprah Winfrey, uh, Phil Donahue, um, all these daytime talk shows, and they're all crap. They were all crap then, they're all crap now. Um, 
But she's not, Oprah's not more than a glorified paparazzi herself. And so if you're afraid that your wife is going to be, is going to die the way that your mother did by being harassed by paparazzi and going out there and uh, being stalked and followed by paparazzi, why do you put yourselves out there as in, hey, look at us, we're celebrities. What? How am I, huh? Uh, seriously? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious and don't call me Shirley. Uh, this is like insanity at its finest. Insanity at its finest. Ugh. Anyhow, I've spent 12 minutes talking, 13 minutes talking about the Royale Familia, and zero minutes talking about anything that I wanted to cover in this podcast. So, I'm trying to stick to my 30-minute time limit. Uh, I haven't given a shit about the Royal Family since 1776, and damn proud of it. There. Uh, so... Let's hit the hit some music, light the ceremonial cigar, and I want to talk about Rus- Russia, Russia, and China going to the moon. Cuomo has a sixth, sixth accuser, and uh, the first day of the Derek Chauvin. Pardon me, why burp? Pardon me, why belch? I had a good uh, burrito from uh, made to order from Sheets. They are stupendous and they're big as shit. Uh, so that's why I got an indigestion. <laughs> Lovely, huh? So anyway, uh, no, the first day of the Derek Chauvin trial or Ch- Chauvin, 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 the guy that was kneeling on George Floyd's neck while George Floyd died of a drug overdose. Uh, get into that. Let's talk about that. Let's hit the music and uh, light up the ceremonial stogie. Russia and China are going to build a moon base together, and NASA isn't invited. Uh, This comes from some news source called BGR. Mike Werner, 15 hours ago. Uh, The United States and Russia might be Cold War enemies, and tensions between the two countries in the present day aren't exactly great either. But when it comes to space exploration, NASA and Russia's Roscosmos have long been allies. That relationship, like any, has not been perfect, but it's still a bit of a shock that to see that Russia now plans to start a lunar base, and instead of NASA, it is choosing 
China's space program as its partner. Well, that doesn't surprise me because under Obama, um, NASA had its budget sliced and was called, um, was told that they're a climate change monitor now. They're not no longer in the space exploration business. Uh, and, and honestly, I don't know what, I don't know what, what good it, does having a moon base do you? Uh, I mean, it's, it's a bragging rights thing, I guess, but it doesn't excite me any as an American or a citizen or an earthling, a citizen of the world or whatever the hell we are. Um, you know, a few weeks ago, I, I was pretty pissed off that, you know, our government sending a remote control car to take pictures of Mars uh, and you know, we got people here on Earth dying of cancer, and uh, we're under these strange coronavirus lockdowns and all this ridiculous stuff. And it's like, man, what, what, what? Why are we sending a monkey to Mars or whatever the heck they're doing? Uh, when there's a baby girl that my church is praying hard for, and a really good friend of mine. Are dying with cancer, but our government's worried about you know Martians. So, I guess that you know, the United States was the first uh, country to go to Mar or go to the moon, and all it was was, you know, not. Nothing was known about the solar... Well, not as much. I should say, I shouldn't say nothing. Uh, not as much was known about space and that. But I just don't get space exploration. Like, I understand, you know, we should be watching for, like, incoming meteorites that could wipe out humanity. But other than that, I don't know why we need to send all this shit into outer space. You know, communication satellites... Um, spy satellites because everyone else has spy satellites on us okay i get that that's national security communications television uh you know all these things are bounced off of satellites and sent all around the world great but why do we need to explore mars the moon anymore we went to the moon we found some dirt we found out it's a big rock that spins around the earth. All right, great. But, you know, this will fuel the United States to want to go build a, a crib on Mars to, or on the moon. I think our government said we're going back to the moon. If I were in Congress right now, I wouldn't be funding that bull crap. That's ridiculous. Take care of the human race before we worry about the space race. The 1960s are over. So Cuomo confronted on sixth allegation of harassment. And 
his um, excuse or whatever you want to call it uh, is no one ever told me at the time I made them feel uncomfortable. Um, you know, there's a thing called body language, dude. You can tell when you're making a, a, a normal sane person, which maybe Andrew Cuomo is not. Uh, can tell when they're making people feel uncomfortable. Uh, you know, my grandpa taught me, we, you know, I was at a, I don't know, towards the end of my high school years and uh, right before he passed away when I was like 21, going on 22, uh, he always said, you know, there's a way you act and a way you talk when it's all men and there's a way for women to act and talk when it's all women, but when you're in mixed company, you don't talk and act the same way you would when you're around your guy friends. You don't cuss, you don't talk uh, dirty sexually unless, well, in Pap's day, women just didn't act like that. Now you can judge and tell after you get to know the woman kind of what your boundaries are. But it seems like Governor Cuomo wasn't getting to know anybody he was like you know hey baby baby um but women gotta start sticking up for themselves i think it's um i think the date i know the days are over of you're a woman no one's gonna believe you that's the past that's history that's done you know and it's it's recent that we've moved on from, you know, women have to tolerate being treated as sex objects, it, you know, we, but we've broken through that because as soon as somebody accuses a man of something, he's presumed guilty of it. Accuses a man of inappropriate touching, sexual harassment, uh, anything like that. And those are terrible, terrible things. It's ter it's not right to sexually harass somebody. Frankly, I feel I've been sexually harassed by women at times. And I felt weird as a guy saying, hey, don't, don't talk to me like that. That's not how I act. That's not how I talk. But it is what it is. And frankly, it depends on who the woman is. Uh, if it's somebody I like, obviously I'm going to let her get away with more. But if it's like... An older woman that's a friend or a colleague, I expect there to be a different set of boundaries there. Uh, like, for example, when I was a councilman, in a room full of council people, it was my birthday, and one of my co-council members asked me if I got laid on my birthday. Pardon my language, but that's what she said. And I felt really awkward. And I said, hey, day ain't over yet, you know. But it really, I just felt like, man, that was embarrassing, you know. So I kind of understand where these women are coming from, where they don't want to speak up. So I've been put in that awkward situation, too. But at the same time, it's like, if you really feel that way, slap the guy. That's like... That's been acceptable since, like, 
the 1920s if a man is coming on to you inappropriately to slap him, to throw a drink in his face, uh, whatever the situation may be. And I think women need to do that now. Uh, if, you know, the, the governor or whoever he is is walking up and cradling your face in his hands and uh, it's the first time you've met him, you might, you need to stick up for yourself and pop goes the weasel, smack him upside his head. Uh, but we got this other thing going on now. Last year, about this time, when the Rona virus was flaring up, you had a terrible human being by the name of George Floyd. And I was all over the George Floyd thing. I was all up on that bandwagon. Um, going, oh man, these officers need to be uh, crucified they, and burned at the stake. And all sorts of crazy things I was saying. And, you know, I was wrong. George Floyd was a drug addict, a criminal, a lifelong criminal. He died of a drug overdose while in police custody. There may be uh, some negligence involved here where, you know, the officers could be held uh, somewhat liable. But they have police training footage of officers being taught to kneel on somebody's neck. So what this officer was doing was in the police department training guide, training manual, whatever you call it, first and foremost. Secondly, when you watch the full-length video, George Floyd is acting like a clown. He's acting a fool. He's saying, before they put him on the ground or anything, which he asked to be laid on the ground. But long before that, he was carrying on, I can't breathe. And I think he was even saying it before they handcuffed him. Now, mind you, this guy was at a store where he's trying to pass a fake $20 bill. This store is so corrupt and so used to getting counterfeit money that the store policy is get the manager when you catch somebody with a fake $20 bill. You don't deny them service. You don't call the police. You get management. Sounds to me like the store is a little shady. But they've even gone as far as to, and they, I mean the left-wing media, to try to blame the, the store clerk who'd only worked there for six months for starting this ball rolling, okay? That makes no sense to me at all. Then you look at the, 
the time George Floyd broke into somebody's house and they held a pregnant woman at gunpoint and I believe there were other children in the house that they were threatening and they were robbing the woman to buy meth. <laughs> and George Floyd had like every drug imaginable in his system and the officers were under the impression that he was having a case of what's called uh, excited delirium where you, you're hopped up on dope and you're starting to come down and you're just talking a mile a minute you're acting erratic which he was uh, and that's where the officers felt that they stood well now they're selecting the jury for the 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 officer's Chauvin murder trial. My opinion, this is not in any way, shape, or form murder. Sorry. Uh, negligible homicide because they didn't give him first aid when he lost consciousness, maybe. Uh, I think definitely. My opinion again. But... When they're talking to the jurors, the defense attorney has asked, you know, what did it feel like walking into this courtroom with, you know, fences and razor wire and high security around? What did that feel like? Did that intimidate you? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, they asked, you know, one of the jurors, do you feel safe? And one of the jurors said, you know, I feel I'm worried for my family. If my name and address get leaked, and they will, because that's how liberals are, will my family be attacked? Yes, they will. Look at the riots that they, the, the Black Lives Matter crowd and the Antifa crowd uh, put out there last year. There are going to be riots because these instigators at Antifa are just going to stir things up. And what's Joe Biden going to do? He ain't going to send the National Guard, that coward. You know, he's going to let these cities get tore down again. You know, Minneapolis defunded their police. Defunded, totally. The, city, the entire liberal city council voted to get rid of the popo. And murder and violent crime increased. And they said, come back, come back, come back, please, police. And they've had to spend six million bucks to bring back their police department. <sighs> sad. Sad, sad, sad. Um, you know, all the way around. But all because we have a media that has to jump on stories so fast and so furious that, you know, somebody dies and one source reports it this way, well, the next news network doesn't want to miss the big scoop, so they have to report it the, the same way or similar. Gosh forbid somebody disagree with, like, the liars at the communist news network. Or do I mean Clinton News Network? What I don't know what gimmick name I'm giving CNN anymore, but anyways. God forbid somebody break from the mold and give the truth or an opposite opinion because that's what these 
news networks are now. They're very, very little news. They might give you a smidge of the news, and then it takes off into an op-ed, opinion and editorial. But uh, what's going to happen if this Chauvin is found not guilty of anything? And I think that's a very, very likely thing to happen. I think that's extremely likely. Or what if they get a hung jury where, you know, only one person has to disagree and he gets zero jail time. And, you know, you've already got people saying, well, oh, man, would they better find him guilty of something, something so that, you know, so that there's no riot and we don't get killed in the streets and. Oh my gosh, it's, how sad is that in America? That, you, you know, if justice is served and there's a preponderance of evidence beyond a reasonable doubt that uh, Derek Chauvin kneeling on his neck caused George Floyd's death, there's still going to be a riot. There's still going to be unrest. Still going to be people get killed. Stores looted and buildings burned. But if there is a reasonable doubt, and that's all it takes for somebody to be found not guilty, if there's a reasonable doubt that he attributed to that man's death and is found not guilty, or there's three or four jurors that refuse to convict him because there's a reasonable doubt in their mind. One, there will be riots, there will be fires, there will be looting, there will be people get killed. And worst of all, any juror that they, that, you know, the radicals think, let this man go. Like if it's a hung jury, like, you know, five of them say no and five say yes or Five say not guilty and seven say guilty. Those five will be hunted down. Even if you're one of the ones that said guilty and it, people report in the fake news media that you said not guilty, there's a likelihood you'll be hunted down and killed. Man, this stuff just boggles my mind. But the United States of America... It is sinking into third world country mob rule. And it's our leaders in Congress, our leaders in the White House, supposed leaders, senile. If, if somebody who has no, you know, mental capacity to function, uh, can be called a leader. And I know some of you will say that was Donald Trump, but you're smoking something if that's what you think. Um, yeah, this is just how America's run these days. We hate each other because of our political views. Anyways, I'm getting off on a whole nother tizzy. Thank you guys. I forgot to say at the beginning of the video like I'm supposed to. Uh, you can like, share, and subscribe. 
this is on Parlor at the Real Big John, all one word. You can find me on YouTube, Rumble, uh, and um, all of the podcast platforms. The podcast is called Americana the American Way. And God bless you. Pray for each other. Pray for me. Because I'm goofier than a pet coon. So, <laughs> I don't know what that means. But a guy on wrestling used to say it all the time. And it, it's funny. So, <laughs> take it easy guys. We'll see you next time.